Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 238 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us for our Monday episode where we pause from our Come Follow Me materials for a day. We have a look at this. We have a look at some listener comments and share some uh, other things that have been studied throughout this week as well. Um, now, I will tell you right now, there are a couple of, well, first of all, there's one housekeeping thing I want to uh, just share about, and that is about uh, my book, um, From Father to Child, Raising a Child to Spiritual Strength in Generation Alpha. Um, I am sharing this for free, uh, the the ebook version anyway, uh, for free um, on the 1st of September and the 2nd of September. So, if you haven't yet uh, had a look at this book, then uh, please do get your free copy on the 1st or 2nd of September. Really easy to find the link. It's on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And it's also in the show notes, or it should be in the show notes as well. So you can easily find the link there and get your free copy on that day. Uh, I'd really love uh, for anyone who reads it there or has read it already uh, to leave a review. Uh, that would just really help uh, me share it a little bit more. I mean, ultimately, it's not uh, something which I wrote for the sharing of or the sale of. It was something which, through the uh, the pandemic, through the lockdown, became a, a personal project of mine. It was really something I had felt prompted to do beforehand. But when the lockdown set in and a few weeks went past and it became clear that this was going to be a long-term, I say a long-term, quite like a lengthy pr- uh, process going through uh, the pandemic, I thought, well, what better time to do this than to... Uh, to write down those thoughts and feelings I was having about the things, basically, that I would want my children to learn and understand about the gospel as they grow up into a world that is vastly changing and very different to the world that I grew up in in the, in the 90s. Never mind the world that many listeners may well have grown up in earlier than that. Uh, and so um, it has principles in there regarding active listening and how you know, as parents and as children, we, we need to learn to listen to each other better as we go into a world that is more and more um, not connecting with each other and, and connecting through, you know, um, through digital means. But often that brings more disconnection in some ways. Um, there's principles in there about gaining and learning and receiving about learning about and receiving revelation. As we've been taught by our prophets to hear him recently, very often um, it kind of came around that time actually I, I kind of had those thoughts and feelings before all of the invitations by President Nelson to hear him uh, more but um, that kind of fell into in line with what President Nelson was saying as he started to talk and teach about it which I thought was interesting so that's uh, uh, there's a chapter on that in there also about priesthood and the role of uh, women and and men in the priesthood and in the in the in the church and the, the church curriculum, how it's developed over time for youth to uh, help young women as well as young men identify and know the power and role that they have in the kingdom. Uh, I thought that that was a particularly interesting uh, insight. Um, and there's a, there's a chapter in there about learning through doubts as well and how questions will come up as more and more things become more and more available to the public. You know, people may start to question, well, why was I not told about this, about this, about the church? And actually, we have been told all the things we need to know about the church. We just need to go and find them and learn about them uh, and how a person of faith can can navigate those feelings and those qu- questions and concerns. There's a there's a, set, a chapter on that in there. 
as well as a few other things too. So please do have a look. Uh, it'd be great for you to, uh, to have a read of it. And uh, it's not that long. And then you can share an, a review on Amazon. That would be very helpful. Anyway, um, there aren't really any listener comments. And that's partially my fault. I'm actually recording this quite early in the week. Uh, it, I'm not even recording it on the Sunday, uh, the day before the Monday. I'm recording it a few days before because uh, we're going to be away on holiday for a few days. And so but I wanted to kind of keep this going through that week. So um, there aren't any um, comments to share with you. But what I will do is I'll pick up where we left off last Monday with our study on the article in the August 2021 uh, Leahona called Building a Spiritual and Temporal Refuge by Merrilee Brown Boyack. Hopefully you've had a chance to read this. And if not, here's another invitation to you. I don't think I'm actually going to get to the end of it because I've realised that there were six things she spoke about, about what we can do to build a spiritual and temporal refuge in the world today. Uh, so I'll probably pick up the next two and discuss that a little bit with you and then maybe share the final two next week. Um, so she talks about after water and living water and food and spiritual nourishment, which we spoke about last week. She then talks about communication and prayer. And it's interesting this because I, I was just talking about communication and how even though we live in a world today where communication has never been easier, uh, it's very easy to feel more isolated in the world that we live in. Uh, communication is vital for us as human beings to function and thrive. Um, she says, quote, during power outages or other disasters, cell phone towers quickly become overwhelmed and the ability to communicate is, is seriously impacted. Having a communication plan for family and ward members is an important preparation. How will we reach our family members if our phones don't work or if we can't reach them physically? Having a plan in place will help family members know what to do to be able to communicate, close quote. Now, she actually takes a viewpoint, as you've just heard on this, that is far different to how I was even thinking when I originally read this. I mean, the idea of needing to communicate and listen to each other is something we need to do. But actually, she's talking about what if there's a situation where our phones aren't working and we can't get to our family? How are we going to communicate with each other? And, you know, if you don't have your phone and you can't physically get to someone, you start to think then, oh, well, hang on, how am I going to manage that? And that is something that obviously your context will be different to where I live right now. Uh, and so how we go about doing that is important. But uh, it's something to consider uh, is, you know, how are you going to communicate with each other in a time of crisis? But of course, you know, we have times of spiritual crisis in our lives. We all do, where perhaps we are wandering in darkness and we are losing faith, perhaps, or we are having a difficult uh, trial that we need to go through, or we're trying to overcome a, a challenge or a temptation, which we have been trying to for a long time. Connecting with our Heavenly Father is something which will help us to do this. Uh, and he has a communication plan for us. He did not send us to earth uh, and have, you know, the physical opportunity to communicate gone without having a plan in place. And that plan, of course, is prayer uh, and, and encouraging in our own lives and in our family's lives. Regular prayer is something that we need to be doing. Um, it will help us to be prepared. And it's something which I have been trying to improve recently. I've, I've spoken often, actually, about my it's not a struggle as such, but just my difficulty in being consistent in focused, diligent prayer. Um, scripture study, not a problem. Attending church meetings, not a problem. Uh, you know, and I think we all have things that we struggle with more than others. Um, but prayer is just one that I've just, I've done really well at certain points, 
but it's not been a really consistent thing throughout my life. And I know that my life would have been different if I had made it a consistent thing in the past. So it's something that I'm trying again, finding my sacred grove and, and connecting more. Uh, she continues, quote, through our efforts to pray with sincerity, we will become comfortable talking with and receiving guidance from our father in heaven. And that will provide a critical connection to guide us and our families in times of need, close quote. So we've got water and living water, food and spiritual nourishment and communication and prayer. The fourth one which she talks about, which is an important thing to have to keep us safe, is shelter and standing in holy, holy places. Uh, clearly, shelter during a pandemic or during a national crisis is something that we must, must have. Um, she says, quote, we learned firsthand that having safe shelter with adequate, adequate supplies is crucial to being prepared. It is also wise to seek out alternative shelters in case our homes become unsafe due to natural disasters or other circumstances that require us to leave. Similarly, we are encouraged to shelter in the gospel. Present Oaks talk, are we following the Lord's command, stand ye in holy places and be not moved until the day of the Lord come, for behold, it cometh quickly, close quote. I suppose that when we think about holy places, we naturally include the temple as one of those places. Um, but there are other places as well um, that isn't just the temple that we can go to or, or find refuge in as a holy place. Our homes must be one of those places where our children are, are loved and cared for and our parents are respected and and, and cared for and loved for as well. Um, but not just our homes. She also says, quote, surely the holy places include our posts of duty assigned by priesthood authority, including missions and callings faithfully fulfilled. Members of the church felt the loss when we were not able to meet together as congregations or to serve in the temple. But we also learned how critical it was to establish our homes as holy places, attending church meetings, serving in the temple and having our homes be sanctuaries of faith will strengthen us and our families as we prepare for the second coming. Close quote. I loved that because, you know, we often forget that our meeting houses are places of refuge and we have sorely missed those over the past year and a half. Fortunately, now we are able to meet together more often now in these places as a general rule. But of course, that's not the case everywhere in the world. And there are some individuals that cannot do that at this stage either as well. Uh, and so, you know, finding these places, these holy places to stand in is an important part of living in the world today. We will conclude with the final two next week. And so thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please let us know what you've studied. Uh, let us know on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session. And I'd love to share what you've studied in a future podcast episode as well. Uh, and, and like I say, please leave a review either of the podcast or uh, of the, of my book. Either I'll be, I would absolutely love. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>